The following is a member of the Burke Reviews podcast family. BurkeReviews.com Top five movies! Movies! Top five. Top five movies. Top five. Top five movies. Top five. Top five movies. Top five movies. Hey everybody, I'm John Burke, and with me this week is Adam DeColobus, um, an author who's got a book coming out called Caravan. Uh, Adam, how you doing tonight? I can't complain. I'm doing fantastic. How you doing? I'm doing pretty well myself, man. Um. So you've got a book coming out. Um, tell us about the book. Well, hey, thanks for asking. Uh, the book is called Caravan, and it's about a man from England who gets hired by this magazine called The London Dove, and he gets sent over to Morocco, and then he then takes his caravan across the Middle East. And all the while this is happening, he he becomes obsessed with the desert and the, all the interesting mystical things about the desert, and he meets all these uh, strange characters along the way and uh, the whole underlying theme about the story is freedom and oh. it's about doing doing what you want in your life and I what I what I not just not to toot my own horn here but what I love about um, this book is that it communicates that message without preaching so it's very uh, uh, the theme is there if you want to pick up on it and interpret it and run with it you can go ahead but uh, there's also a, a story that you can latch on to. Nice. What um what inspired you for this particular story? I there were there were a lot of inspirations that I picked from. Uh, I'd say the most visible influence I can see is the 1962 film Lawrence of Arabia with Peter yeah. O'Toole. Great movie. That one, yeah, that one really really drove it home. Uh, there are some there are some similarities if you pay attention. Uh, while you're reading the book that you can you can pick up on. Uh, also, I would say The Alchemist by Paolo Coelho. That that actually had a massive uh, massive influence as well in the way that he in the way that the story is told simply, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, that you can re- relate with uh, that you can re- relate with the character. So, um, have you actually traveled to the locations in the book, or is it somewhere you would like to go? I haven't traveled there yet. I've uh, I've I've done a lot of traveling in Europe. I've been to over 17 countries, but I haven't been to uh, Morocco or any of the Middle East yet. Interesting. Um, now, where are you from? About uh, originally? Originally, I'm from Central California. Got it. And you grew up somewhere else, though, from what I re- I read, right? <clears throat> yeah. I uh, so I was born in Central California. Mom's from Argentina. Dad's from New York. And uh, we spent a lot of time down in South America and Argentina, Brazil, moving around a lot. And uh, uh, so we have family down there. And I, I spent a couple of years down there as I was growing up. That's pretty cool. Like, What age was yeah. that? I'd say from about three to six on and off pretty, oh. pretty heavily. But yeah, it was. I, I, I definitely say that that time attributed to a lot of the reasons why I love travel and I love traveling books too. I love stories that go all over the place. Mm. So that's, that's a big reason. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, I'm, I'm Florida born and sadly, uh, Florida raised. Um, I've lived here <laughs> most of my life. My family's actually from New York though, but not when oh, I was legit. alive. So yeah. Uh, Long Island whereabouts, uh, <laughs> from what nice man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you, you've traveled around, you also noted in your bio that you started um, writing when you were really young. Like, I think you yeah. said four? Yeah. Yeah, around four. 
uh, I started writing these like two sentence stories, but uh, I, I always had a desire for story just because we'd always have um, uh, uh, VCRs playing like, you know, back in the day, back in the day videos, yeah. uh, like all the classic Disney movies. And I just thought, Hey, you know, if this is what's, if this is what the rest of the world is like, then I'm, I'm going to be telling stories. And that just, my mind just picked up on it. And I thought, okay, stories, a, a very important thing from a very young age. And uh, it's just always been inside me to, tell stories like if i see an interesting person i think you know what if this person is a russian spy or what it, what could be the twist with this person's life and just that's what's going through my head all day and stories yeah. stories my thing i i completely agree i i went with the film side of it but i am uh you know my brain is always contemplating like if we cut to what would be the next shot kind of thing and um story is still yeah. my favorite part of film like i love visuals and i love all of that but i do the story is always what uh, solidifies me on a movie if I'm really attached to a story or not. So totally understand where you're coming from with that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh dude, I, I totally agree with you. If, if writing books wasn't a thing, like if it, if books didn't exist, you could, you'd find me doing movies, man. I love them. I love <laughs> movies as well. They're fantastic. Well, that is obviously uh, this website and my, uh, we do book reviews too, actually, but my, uh, my writer for the book reviews um, took some time off t- uh, to pursue some other interests, but we try to we try to balance the site out. It's why it's burkreviews.com and not just movies or something.com. You know, like uh, yeah. I'm sure movies.com is taken, but you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I got you. But uh, so in the bio, I noted. I think you said thirteen or so. You you started Caravan. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. When uh, because up until so about the time I was four till I was thirteen, I'd believe it or not probably finished only one or two out of about the thousand or so stories i'd start like i'd yeah, no, always I start a story and yeah yeah i like even if it was just really short it just never got finished and and i'd always you know just write a story and show it to my brothers or my friends and one day my friend uh looked at me and he said you know what i'm not gonna read your story until you sit down and you finish it. I'm going to read the finished thing because you always say, hey, I've got this great story. I'm going to finish it. And you get five pages into it and then you restart. And it's irritating. So go ahead and finish it. And uh, uh, that's what really pushed me over the edge. And I thought, you know what? This this person's right. I'm going to go ahead. And I just sat down and I said, you know what? I don't care if it says uh, – if it re- repeats the same page all the way through, it's going to have an ending. So <laughs> sat down and – uh, I think from the time I was 14 till, sorry, 13 till about 14 and a half, I wrote it all by hand and oh, wow. I did, it was like 427 pages wow. and, uh, yeah, no, it was, it was crazy. But I, when I got it down, it was the biggest sigh of relief and accomplishment I'd, I'd ever felt. So it's definitely, I can tell that it was what I was meant to do because you just don't get that kind of joy anywhere else. It was amazing. Yeah, you know, I teach um, high school film, and a couple of years ago, I challenged my class uh, to write a full-length screenplay. So around ninety oh, wow. pages was their goal, and about five of my forty students like met the goal, like they hit that ninety-page mark. But <laughs> yeah, uh, um, one of them has really found his passion for writing because of that assignment, and. Uh, it was the year after I found out that most college classes only require a 45 page screenplay and oh wow yeah so I apologize to my high school students too <laughs> but um 
but I, that accomplishment, man, when you when you finish something, uh, it is an amazing feeling. Um, I wrote my first full screenplay a few years ago uh, for my students to make, and just you know, I was like, I'm going to write a 90 page screenplay, and I can't imagine writing 400 plus pages, mind you, especially by hand. Um, your are your hands just like gnarled claws at this point from holding a pencil? <laughs> Uh, actually it's yeah no, it's funny you mentioned that uh uh i distinctly remember that i was i was writing so much that um because uh, i write with my right hand my right index finger was developing like a like a not a callus but it was just getting really sensitive from writing mm-hmm. and it was the only time i ever felt that i was like wow this is legit <laughs> writing but you know that's congrats on the screenplay dude that's oh, great yeah. Hey, you know, uh, we all have some kind of, like, we have a story to tell, you know, you got to find a way to express it, whether that's talking about it or writing it down in a book or short form script. Um, but, uh, so I, I gotta, I don't usually ask my guests how old they are, but I, when I saw the age that you started this book, I started wondering like, well, how old is he right now? Um, so is it, is it appropriate for me to ask how old you are? Yeah, man, go ahead. I'm, I'm totally, uh, uh totally open for anything i'm i'm 18 and a half okay so i've been i've been writing for about five years and uh, uh wow. for the last two years i've been getting the getting everything uh, uh figured out on getting it published and it's been a amazing two-year journey after finishing the book and uh getting it polished and working with people so now that i've got the the creative side of it finished uh just exploring the uh, uh manufacturing side the business end of it the job mm-hmm. of being an author it's just absolutely amazing so you did you just graduate high school like last year yeah yeah i graduated so are you going off to college to for creative writing or anything what's what's the plan you know i i i might but i feel now this is just my belief yeah Uh, i i think that just doing is one of the one of the greatest ways to get an education with something now that's totally different if you're a brain surgeon (laughs) Go ahead. I mean, you know, you know studies. if you can find <laughs> right. a few people willing to give you the opportunity as a brain surgeon, you know, like, hey, you mind, <laughs> um, you know, you yeah. can learn by doing. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's illegal, but, you know, if you want to um, go but, down uh, in Mexico. Yeah. So school's over. Uh, you're done with school, but you still writing is where you see your future. Yes. Yes. And um, if uh, in the future, if I, I feel like I want to expand my creativity into something more than just books. Uh, I, I could really see myself getting into movies. Totally. Oh, well, that would be yeah. awesome. Um, yeah. I, I know some people, I don't know how great, uh, they, I, I mean, they're great. I don't know how great I know them, but they are, um, you know, there's some really awesome people out there who, uh, like yourself have, have either done the podcast, uh, with me or, um, you know, they, they're self-made, uh, and, uh, you know, some go to school, some, some choose not to go to film school. Um, but I do know that as a teacher, I am obligated to tell you to go to college. But in reality, uh, I do feel like college isn't for everybody. And if you're if you're making waves this way, then I say go for it. I do think uh, perfecting your craft in any fashion, though, um, even especially if you're looking at the management side, man, like looking into maybe business school or something like that is another option. You know, maybe you're like, I got the writing thing. Now I want to know the financial aspects or I want to be able to handle my own stuff i don't want to have to deal with an agent or whatever um you know there's other paths to pursue that's what i tell my film students too it's like you should maybe minor in film but if you're not looking to go to hollywood you're looking to maybe start like a small business that 
people mm-hmm. hire you to shoot commercials locally or like political commercials, knowing yeah. how to run a business is as important as knowing how to shoot the, the shots. So, oh, absolutely. Um, you know, not that you need my advice. That's not why we're doing this, but you know, I figure, Hey, yeah. Opportunities are uh, available. I'm going to, I'm going to throw my two cents at you and see what happens. But yeah, um, no, I, I, sorry not to interrupt, but I, oh, I no. totally agree with what you're saying, man. It all depends on, on, uh, what you want to do with your life. And it's great. If you, if you want to do college, do college. It's awesome. And, uh, I'm, I'm totally all for it. I think it's amazing. You can definitely learn a lot of things. Uh, you can meet a lot of great people. You can get familiar with it. It's definitely a great route to go if that's what you want to go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, um, you know, I, I am a huge advocate for education, but where that education comes from varies, you know, like I'm, I would say I'm self-taught with film. I don't have a degree in film. I have a degree in mass communications, a master's in information technology, but film I've studied on my own. I've bought all the books that every professor Mm -hmm. online I can find says they use this etc and um you know i've done the reading i've done the research on my own and then for the last three years i've really like immersed myself in uh branching out my taste you know not just sticking Mm. to my uh my regular type of movie and um that's been eye-opening i imagine i mean 18 um do you read a lot on top of writing or yeah yeah i try to read and listen to as much as i can uh, Audible, Audible has really helped me out with getting oh, yeah. a lot of books, but I'm, I'm like reading three books simultaneously. I'm, I'm oh, wow. just constantly into it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm a podcast listener as well as a yes. uh, podcaster, but, um, I do like the audiobooks. Uh, although like with podcasts, I zone out from time to time, which I'm okay with usually, but with an audiobook, I don't want to zone out. Totally. Um, yeah. Uh, but, um, what are, uh, what are some novels that you're really like, would you recommend for our listeners? Like, that you think are really great, maybe people don't know a lot about, or uh, or maybe they do know a lot about, but you're just like, no, no, you must read this book. Hmm. I'd I'd definitely have to say Limitless by uh, Alan Glynn. Is it also turned into a film? Is Bradley Cooper uh, one of? Yes, yes. Both are amazing. If you like the movie, you're gonna like the book even more. I know it sounds stereotypical, but it's <laughs> it's awesome. I love it. It's uh. It's such a good it's such a good read because the film not only captures the uh, you know like when he's on the MDT and and everything's going crazy with his mind, but the way that he captures the blackouts and the the side effects from the from the brain drug is just incredible. It's such a great book. Wow, I, I actually I don't know if I knew that one was an adaptation or not. Although that's really common. It seems like there's a large number of movies that are adaptations that don't have the. Uh, the recognition of it like obviously there are some books that we all know and then they get turned into a movie like harry potter etc but um there's so many books that get adapted that i feel like go under the radar people don't even realize the movies from a book um and of course sometimes it goes the other way a movie comes out and they're like oh let's do a novelization of this movie because that's what people were asking for um yeah yeah i have seen that yeah yeah uh when you look at your own writing um do you have any uh key influences i mean you mentioned the two books already but like is there an author whose style you really like connect with or anybody like that i would say the author that i really connect with the most would would definitely be alan glenn just the way he writes is just it's sharp concise Uh, i try to write as sharp and concise as possible while 
while keeping my own thing. Mm-hmm. But, you know, because I think it's it's very important to be original, but also to uh, pick and choose for what's good and what works for you. But his style is just, it's it's amazing. Well, that's, um, I'm, I, I am very behind uh, on authors. Um, I used to teach English before I started teaching film, so I was reading more in that time frame, and I got really into, like, Dan Brown when his books were just coming out. You know, the Da Vinci yeah. Code and stuff like that. And then I got into an author named Brad Thor who does, like, military fiction that's kind of grounded in reality. Um, okay. And then I, I read all the Harry Potter books and the uh, Percy Jackson series were a big favorite of mine. I love Greek mythology. Um, and then I read the Aragon books, except I think I stopped by the last one. And mm. um, I'm not sure. Have you ever read the Aragon series? No, I haven't. I haven't. Because the uh, the interesting thing, you have a, something in common with the author is I believe he was only 16 when he wrote Aragon, so, uh, you know, someone to maybe, he's not a peer now, because I guess he's probably 10 years older than you, but, you know, he had (laughs) the same ambition, he started writing really young, and, um, you know, that's inspiring to see, because, you know, I I have struggles sometimes with my students turning in an essay, which is, I'm like, five paragraphs, guys, come on, please, I write, like, five paragraphs at least four times a week, uh, just for my website, not counting anything else, so, come on, it's not too much, and here you are writing hundreds and hundreds of pages, um, and now looking to, to, uh, have it published, which you've done, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Um, how are yeah. people going to be able to, uh, read Caravan? Uh, you can read it. Uh, you can get it through Barnes and Nobles. You can get it through Amazon and, uh, you can also get it through, uh, my blog, third lion stories that it's also going to be on. And, right. uh, basically anywhere you can get a book, it'll be there. That's awesome. Uh, is there yeah. a physical print or just the, uh, digital for now? Uh, both. Both. We're oh, gonna wow. Do, uh, yeah, we're going to do ebook and we're going to do uh, paperback. Oh, that's awesome, man. Yeah. Um, did you do your own cover or did you hire an artist? Uh, I, I hired an artist, yeah. Okay. I, uh, I wasn't yeah. sure if you were like super, like uh, unbelievably talented and you're just, you know, oh, showing no, no. off. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm good with words when it comes to that, but when it comes to making a cover, I'm, I'm not your guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's not, not to be expected on you, but like, it's, it sounds like you're so, uh, self-motivated i wasn't sure if maybe you had just like done everything so but you got someone to, to do the cover um so you've yeah. really you've done you've gone like above and beyond man you've really done like the whole the whole process yeah i, I try that's what i'm shooting for what uh what motivates me is um yeah being independent being having the freedom and doing it all all on the uh, all on my own but also putting out as uh as good of a story as i can for the readers that's just that's what motivates me that's awesome, man. That's, that's huge. Yeah, uh, for sure. Um, you know the uh, when you write, like you said, you wrote it all by hand at first. I assume eventually you typed it all to for spell check and sizing and things like that. Yeah. Um, are you working on another book already? I'm I'm tossing around some ideas, but I, I can't go too much into the ideas. But I've I've no, got no. some ideas in the in the kitchen for sure. So when you write, do you have a process? Like, do you sit down, like, I'm going to write an hour a day, or do you just write when you feel like it? I I have actually a very uh, uh, almost monk-like process. Mm. Uh, when, I'm not, when I'm not working on the book, I write from 7 to 9 in the morning, every morning. And if I write two words, great. If I write 2,000, awesome. Uh, but when I'm uh, working on a specific project, I set a, uh, a word count. And I go for it. When I was, when I was working on uh, Caravan, my 
my word count for about a month solid was 3,000 words a day. Oh, wow. Yeah. Man. Yeah, so, yeah, it was it was a lot of work, but I, I enjoyed it. It was a great, beautiful time. How long ago did you finish, like, the final draft of Caravan? I finished it in uh, the – okay, so the final draft – I believe, yeah, it was finished in September of 2016. Final okay. draft. So it's, it's been, yeah. a, it's, I guess, two years uh, since your yeah. final draft. And what does it feel like now, man, having it uh, getting published and everything? Like it's, oh, it's amazing. It's, it's like uh, having a five-year baby, man. It's, it's incredible <laughs> seeing it actually, actually materialize. And you're like, wow. You go to a certain page and you remember the moment that that appeared on the screen. It's just, it's incredible. So. When you write now, like when you say you wake up seven to nine, are you are you still handwriting? Or are you typing on a program? Uh, I I type now. That first time was uh, just how I'd always written before, mm-hmm. uh, but now I I just write on the computer. Do you have a? Is there like a? I, I've written screenplay, so we use uh, Celtics or Celtics is a free program that a lot of people use for screenwriting. Is there like a specific thing you use, or is it just like Google Docs or Word Doc? Uh, I use uh, Pages. Pages, okay. I believe, is yeah. I yeah, use Pages, but uh, I've been wanting to go over to uh, Scrivener. I've been hearing a lot of good things about that. Oh, okay, just in case yeah. there's any aspiring uh, writers out there, you know, throw some uh, some of those tips like that. Um, I like your writing process. Sounds really structured yet free. Like that, if you don't you don't pressure yourself too much, uh, but you exp- you give yourself time to write, even if you end up not writing very much. And that I think that's a really good habit. Um, I've had a lot of success. I you mentioned uh, how you would start a story and not finish it, and I have tons and tons of screenplays that I've started, and then some much longer than others. Like some are five pages that was supposed to be a ninety page screenplay, or some are forty five pages, and I just end up never going back because that ending, man, it's it's hard to uh, make that decision, that final. This is what will happen at the end. Um, yeah, but uh, something you know, like I try to do that during the summer because the perk of being a teacher is I do get summers off. Um, oh, kind nice. of, I do try to like give myself time to write during the summers and whatnot. Cause that's something, um, I, I want to be a more active writer, but you know, not always, uh, I found some weird trends in some of my stories. Like I like to have a character not really be there, like in some capacity, whether they're a manifestation from someone's mind or, um, a ghost or something like that. It was a weird Got pattern it. I kept having and I didn't even realize that I was doing it, uh, until one of my uh, collaborators was like, you, you do that in all your stories. I'm like, Holy crap! I do that in all my stories. So, I don't know. Have you have you developed any kind of trends in your writing that you've noticed? Any kinds of trends? Well, up until up until 2013, it was that they didn't get finished. But uh, <laughs> since then, the main trend has been. Well, let me think about that for a second. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, but I, these questions sometimes are are hard to answer on the fly. But you know, it came to me, and I had to ask. You know what I. I can't really spot a specific trend. They go all over the place. That's awesome. To to be honest, yeah. There's yeah. uh uh I'd say the only trend is that Hmm. Actually, yeah, I, I don't see I don't see too much of a trend. They they vary a lot. That's that's um do you use like real life to inspire your writing or do you just kind of pull from nowhere? Like just thoughts just occur and that's what you go with? Oh it's um you know, I pull a lot from real life. A lot of a lot of things that I see travel really inspires me. When I uh, uh, when I travel somewhere, I just my mind is bursting with ideas. But 
just in general, yeah, I pull I pull from real life uh, sometimes though because I really believe that you know if you don't use it you lose it. So oh, I yeah. always try to make you know keep my mind uh, creative, just pull things from my own head and and run with it. But at the same time, also pulling things from real life. So I try to shoot for the best uh, the best of both worlds. I think that's a good strategy. Um, I definitely I like to try to like pull. Not, I wouldn't say autobiographical, but like you know, influence my uh, my life experiences into my characters and whatnot. Just you know, because mm. that's I know how to react in those scenarios because I've reacted in those scenarios. You know that kind of thing. So, um, so the big question I have to ask you, being an author of a book, um, and me being a fanatic of film, is <laughs> do you believe the book is always better than the movie? Oh. Oh, them is fighting words. <laughs> <laughs> I would say, oh, it depends. I'm I'm gonna be I'm gonna be diplomatic here. Okay. It depends on the story, because Ooh. sometimes sometimes the I'd say the book is better, and the movie isn't too good, and vice versa. Sometimes the the movie is fantastic, and you're like, wow, they adapted that from this. Like that's incredible. Like uh, a perfect example of it is The Revenant. Uh, oh. with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. I, yes. I uh, watched the film. Fantastic movie. And uh, like the cinematography was amazing. Oh. The act, uh, the, uh, this is when Leo got his uh, uh, Grammy, right? Uh, Oscar. Oscar. Yeah, 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 yeah. First time. And yeah, that's, that's incredible. But, and I read the, uh, uh, I read the, the book that it was based on. And I'm like, how did they, how did they connect it? And I guess that's why they say based, based yeah. on. So, but yeah, uh, and other times, like I said, with uh, Limitless, it goes both ways. So, yeah, I don't know. It would really depend. It really depend on the story. But I think both both mediums have their advantages and their their different um, their different superpowers of being able to uh, uh, convey a story for sure. Well, I I agree, and I I have a joke answer that I like to give is that if I never read the book, it can never be better. And <laughs> um. You know that that's a joke because I do spend so much time uh, doing everything else. That reading does, reading is a single task thing I can do. Like I can read a book, but I can't do anything else while reading it. Audiobooks free me up a little more, but again, I I tend to zone out if I'm doing other stuff. Um, the last book I I listened to was Annihilation after I saw the film because I was a huge fan of that film from this year. Um, I don't know if you got to see it or not, but. If not, add that to your watch list because it's great. But the book is very, very different. Um, but I had I was so compelled by the film that I had to like I had to re- read the book. Um, so I opted for the uh, the audio version on Audible so that I could I need to Audible if you're listening. I deserve a sponsorship for all these plugs you're getting. <laughs> but um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sponsor him. Yeah, but um, you know I. I I had to listen to that one because I was so uh, caught up in the film that I was like, if I don't, I'll regret it. So I immediately bought that one. But, um, you know, it's, I, there's a that's a trilogy, I believe, too, although I think each book is from a different character perspective. So they're kind oh, of wow. all happening simultaneously, I think, is how it plays out or something like that. So I've only read the first one called Annihilation. But um, I, uh, I, you know, like I do. I think I like the movie more, but it's definitely different. He, he definitely uh, similar to what you said with Revenant, like. It's clearly his adaptation, not a recreate or he's not trying to make the book. He's making his take on the book. Um, and Alex Garland is the he I'm referring to. He's the director and writer. And um, my understanding is he read the book once 
and then adapted the script like from memory like he didn't go back to the book for reference points so he wasn't trying to make it precisely the book he was taking like his interpretation of the book and turning it into a screenplay and i i think those are often more successful film adaptations because it's clearly not trying to be the book where if you're trying to be the book you just can't because there's just not enough your movie's going to be you know six hours long and you just can't do that and make any money um because most people don't even want to sit for a two-hour movie much less a six-hour movie but yeah no i i couldn't agree i couldn't agree with you more that's that's totally true and I think it takes a lot of maturity to be like, of course you would get the satisfaction. I think of being able to put in all the work and then say, okay, I made a perfect adaptation of this book, but at the same time being able to step back and go, okay, what's more important here, making a perfect adaptation or telling the story that needs to be told. And I think that that's incredible that he did that. Yeah. And I think that's one of the big issues with the, the video game adaptations is you take these expansive video games that take, you know, 40 hours of gameplay to get through the story and then you try to condense it into a two-hour movie and you're like, why didn't it work? Uh, the answer's <laughs> right there. Um, like, yeah. I don't know if you saw the debacle of Assassin's Creed a few years ago, but that was one of the worst adaptations I've ever witnessed uh, from video game to movie. Um, it's like they totally didn't get the essence of what people love about that franchise. Um, and that was a tragedy because Michael Fassbender, terrific actor, but oh, oh yeah. man horrible movie oh, oh um, I, I didn't see that one man oh, you're lucky. Hey, hey well thanks for warning me <laughs> yeah yeah as a as a critic i i see a lot of stuff that i'm not thrilled with um which makes the ones that i am thrilled with all the better uh yeah yeah you've got that contrast yeah exactly i i'm very much aware of the ones that uh i that i like and the ones that i don't so um before we get into your top five movies uh i want to ask you you're so invested in in being a author and um books in general what role do movies happen to play in your life? Is it something you do very infrequently? Do you have, um, do you have any like kind of family, uh, I don't want rituals, not the right word tradition. There you go. Uh, like you guys go to the movies once a week or anything like that. Um, I'd say, okay, well in our family, we have a, a couple family classics, Mm. but I'd say we go to the movies about, I'd say about once every two weeks we we go for dinner. We, we go see, uh, see what's new. What was the last uh, thing you saw in the theater? I saw, actually, believe it or not, I saw a movie yesterday. I saw uh, Venom mm. with you... uh, Tom Hardy that yep. came out. Yeah, what'd you think of that? I thought it was really good. I thought it was really good. I could see, uh, I could see a little bit of the influence that Deadpool had on the superhero genre mm. uh, with the comedy kind of kicking in. Yes, and I thought that was interesting. Oh, yeah, was, I really, it was really well done. I enjoyed Tom Hardy a lot in that movie. I especially like the dynamic between him and Venom. Um, there's a movie that came out earlier this year, if you don't mind a little bit of violence, uh, called Upgrade. Um, that has oh, yeah. A, yeah, a similar premise. Uh, the guy gets a computer chip in his head, and so he has conversations with the computer chip in his head. So you get that kind of similar uh, dynamic of the character talking, but only him hearing the responses, so people think he's crazy kind of thing. And, oh, um, yeah. I'd say Upgrade is, well, an upgrade to Venom just a little bit. So if you like oh, really? Venom, I say give Upgrade a chance. It's a really awesome indie film with, uh, starring Logan Marshall Green, who's been in a few things, but he's generally, um, his indie films have been where he's been able to shine. And this Upgrade uh, is definitely, everyone I know who's seen it has loved it. I, I saw it um, back in, I think, June it came out, but it's on Blu-ray and stuff now. So if you get a chance, I don't know if you get, I think you guys have Redbox out in California. If not, um, 
find a place that still rents movies and give it a go. I mean, you can rent it on iTunes or whatever, but, um, yeah, yeah, I definitely will. That sounds great. Well, Adam, um, I think it's time we transition into your top five all time favorite movies. And, uh, way this works on the show is we go from five to one, five being obviously not the worst, but like, you know, the highest number on the list. So we work our way to your number one all time movie. Are you ready to, to, to do this? Yes. All right. Yes. Well, then Adam, um, Oh, one thing before we do this, uh, I like to give the option for the person talking about the movies to say whatever you want. So listeners be warned. Um, Adam may spoil some of the movies on his list. It's his prerogative. If that's what he chooses, uh, feel free to check burkreviews.com for his full list before you listen to this segment in case you don't want to hear something, uh, spoiled. So Adam, you are free to say whatever you want about these films. And, um, I want to hear your, uh, number five. All right. Number five would definitely have to be uh, the Count of Monte Cristo. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, that has uh, I I forgot his last name, but it has it's starring the actor who played uh, um, Jesus in the Passion of yeah. the Christ. Yeah, uh, Jim Caviezel. Yeah, yeah that that has to be number five, but it's definitely that's that's one of the ones that every time I watch it, it's just fantastic. Uh, number four would have to be Casino Royale. Oh, nice. That one's also very good. That's my favorite uh, of the Bond films, um, for sure. Uh, I like the Daniel Craig Bond the best. To be, uh, yeah. I'm not a huge Bond guy. I didn't grow up uh, a fan. So the Casino Royale, to me, grounded it in, you know, it's almost like the uh, Batman Begins, the Christopher Nolan Batman franchise, where it's a little grittier, a little more grounded in reality, um, but you still get the spy stuff, but it's... I don't know, man. Casino Royale just works for me. Same. Same. It totally does. Uh, let's see. So Casino Royale and A Beautiful Mind with ah. – with Oh, what's his name? I'm forgetting his name Russell right Crow. now. Russell um, Crowe? Yes. Russell Crowe. Yeah. Based uh, on a true story. Yes. Yes. That's that's incredible, huh? It is. Um, wild. I, I actually show this film uh, every couple of years with my film kids, and they, it usually ends up being a few of their favorite movies. Um, it just always blows them away, and uh, the storytelling is really compelling, and then some awesome performances, including, um, aside from uh, Russell Crowe, is Paul Bettany, who is Vision in the uh, the Avengers franchise. He was originally the voice of Jarvis, but then got turned into the robot. Um, but yeah, uh, man, Beautiful Mind, I like it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Beautiful Mind, uh, Red Sparrow. Oh, so a very new one, Red Sparrow from this year, uh, with yeah. uh, Jennifer Lawrence. Yes, that's a that's a great film. Definitely on the on the more hardcore end of things, but great great film. Uh, and then all time favorite would have to be would have to be Lawrence of Arabia. I thought that might end up on your list, given that it seemed to have influenced your uh, your novel. Um, this this is a long watch. This is almost a four hour movie, but uh, man, um, brilliant film uh, has some of the iconic film moments in history, uh, including the match cut of an actual match and a sunset. Um, yeah, Peter O'Toole uh, as as T K Lawrence. Um, how old were you when you saw Lawrence of Arabia for the first time? Do you know? I must have been around eight. Wow. Yeah. Do you know, like, is this a movie you've watched dozens of times or is it a, you know, I, I mean, oh, I've, it's I've a seen, commitment. I've seen it quite a bit. I've seen it quite a bit. I love, the, I love this film. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. I like, uh, you're if 18 years old, 
you're listing your favorite movie as something that came out in 1962. That's, that's, that's pretty impressive, man. See, if you were at my school, I would be trying to trick you into my film class, lure you away <laughs> from those novels. Cause I mean, I, I you know, I, we're, we're about to do a Spielberg uh, study in my film, my first year of film class. And I have a few students who've never seen a single one of his big films from the, like they haven't seen Jaws or Close Encounters or E.T., Jurassic Park even. And I'm just like, my mind is like, how is that possible? Like, these are popular movies. These aren't even like, like Lawrence of Arabia, if you're not introduced to it, you're probably not going to seek it out necessarily, unless yeah. you're like a film person, because it's one, it's almost four hours. And uh, most people of this generation won't know who that is one based on a true story and that it is you know, considered to be one of the best films of all time. So I could see that, but Spielberg. And so here you are at 18 telling me that this is your favorite movie. That's impressive. I'm definitely going to have to seek out uh, caravan um, to, to, I want to see the similarities of the two stories. Yeah, man, they're, 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 they're it's not, it's not uh, super evident, but you can, you can tell there's uh it's had quite a bit of influence on it for sure. That's really cool, man. Well, Adam, um, I thank you for coming on the podcast. Uh, before we leave, I'd like to give you the opportunity uh, to plug anything else. Um, plug your website again, maybe if you're on social media, where can people follow you, that kind of thing? Uh, sure thing, sure thing. Uh, on social media, I'm Adam DeColibus. Uh, just take the spelling from the episode and uh, uh, look it up on anywhere on social media and you'll find me. Uh, as far as my blog, go to third spelled out third lion public. Uh, sorry, third lion stories, and that is a blog where me and a couple authors are putting up short and flat fish, uh, flash fiction of all kinds of genres uh, for people to read. And there you can also find our books. And uh, yeah, that's cool. uh, that's where you can find me. And uh, if I had to plug anything else, I would say. Uh, definitely keep on listening to this podcast. Oh. Uh, Jonathan's, uh, he's got a great thing going, so definitely stay along for the ride. Well, thank you, Adam. I, I, I greatly appreciate that. Um, and, uh, Caravan, when can they actually, uh, purchase it? Is it already out or is it going to be out on, um, this it's, month? It's going to be coming out, uh, uh, be sometime between November 20th and December 20th. Okay. So latest would be just before Christmas. Uh, we're still working out an exact release date, but it's it's definitely on the way of, be, of releasing soon. Okay, so stay tuned to that, folks. Um, and uh, your website will be where you make the announcement, I take it? Uh, yes, uh, oh. on the website and on social media. Okay, so make sure you're following Adam. That way you don't miss the opportunity to get Caravan. And we'll gladly uh, put something up on, on BurkeReviews.com for you, but if you keep me um, posted on the release date, as soon as you get it, I'll, I'll throw something up there. Um and maybe I can get my my book reviewer back to uh, to write a review for, about your book. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, I could uh, I could even send you some signed copies. Oh, that would be great, Adam. Uh, we'll yeah. talk um, more on email, I think, after this episode. But uh, listeners, thank you so much. Um, if you will, please rate and review the podcast. Um, follow me on social media. I'm at Burke Reviews. Follow all the reviews I write on BurkeReviews.com. And until next time, keep watching movies. Do you like movies? Do you like podcasts? Or are you just lonely? If the answer is yes, and even if it's not, then check out the What I Watch Tonight Show's filmtastic selection of podcasts. Covering the entire movieverse, there's something for everyone. So come check it out. More details at whatiwatchtonight.co.uk or from all good podcast providers.